your exclusive home of the D-backs. D-backs. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. D-backs manager Tori Lovello joins Burns and Gambo to talk D-backs baseball. Presented by PNC Bank. Financial tools and tech to help make things easier. It's our weekly visit with the manager of the Diamondbacks, Tori Lovello. He joins us here on the Coulter Automotive Group Sports Line for the final time in 2021 before we embark into the offseason. Tori, good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, guys. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that. We Next year, let's make this last at least another month. How's that sound? <laughs> Listen, you come on and talk baseball playoffs with us any day you want. You want to come on. Let's start with that. Cardinals, yeah. Dodgers, Wainwright, Scherzer. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm so excited for that game. Just give me your thoughts. You played against both teams you know, this year. Wainwright, Scherzer, who do you give the edge to? Well, of course I'm going to choose the Cardinals, right? I feel strongly that um, Wainwright's going to be able to change speeds and that, I, I think that type of pitcher gives Dodgers problems, the Dodger hitters problems. Um, you know, but it's, it, if you're a baseball fan, how much, how much better can it get? You've got Max Scherzer on the other side. It's going to be a slugfest, no doubt about it. Um, well, a slugfest in a boxing term. Uh, but, you know, minus Max Muncy, that's a big blow to the Dodgers. This should be a great game. Um, you know, you've got a home field advantage for the Dodgers, but you've got an experienced Cardinal team that probably is not going to be affected by that and the crowd noise. Um, I want to say the Cardinals are going to win just because we're in the Dodgers division. I don't like the Dodgers, so I'm going to go Cardinals all the way. Uh, Yankees, you got Garrett Cole going up against Nathan Ovaldi with the Red Sox in Fenway Park. Who do you give the edge to there? Yeah, I think that home field advantage for me, the Boston Red Sox, um, you know, for me, have the edge. You know, Garrett Cole, I know, coming back from COVID, a couple of up and down moments. Um, you know, I feel strongly that the, the Red Sox, the way they did it, uh, and they were consistent all year long. I feel like I give them the edge. The Yankees are a little dangerous, though. A little, you know. Obviously, I chose the Cardinals uh, on the other side, but the Cardinals have been an extremely hot team, um, and I, I like I like that momentum. The Yankees have been up, down, in, out. It's just been a it's been a it's been a crazy year for them. They are a dangerous team, but I'm going to take take the Red Sox. But they are a dangerous team if they get hot, and they haven't they've got hot once this year. If they get hot, they can make a great run. All right, Tori Lovello, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Season is now over and now into the business of the offseason, and, and the first one is uh, more of a, a clerical thing than anything else, but I am curious. Yesterday there was a meeting with the media. Uh, no decisions had been made on your coaching staff yet. Have any decisions on your coaching staff been made 24 hours later, Tori? No. Um, I, you know, I'm still digesting what happened through the course of the year. Um, and I want to just take my time and evaluate, make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm taking myself away from the stimulus and the emotion of the season, and, and I want to make sure that um, the decisions that are made, that they're, they're done the right way and they're done um, thoroughly and, um, and, and processed in, 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 a, slow pa- in a, slow, a slow pattern. So um, I want to get to it as soon as possible. I know that all coaches are waiting to hear from me right now. But um, I will get to it. I, I promised them I'd get to it. I, I'm sensitive to, to them sitting, waiting. Um, and, you know, whatever decisions are, are going to be made, we've got to remember we won 52 games. So I'm going to evaluate it very thoroughly and uh, make sure that I'm, I'm doing it the right way. This is probably going to come across as a really dumb question, but, but given that you guys are probably going pretty young here the next couple of years, how much bigger of a deal does player development become when you're talking about your coaching staff and you're talking about the guys on your big league roster? 
Yeah, it's going to be, you know, a strong consideration. Um, usually, you know, in the good old days, right, uh, you got to the big leagues, you had your game down pat, but the game has changed, has evolved in, into an area where the major leagues is a part of player development. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure that the coaching staff that, that we have every single day uh, remembers that the, the players got to be worked, they got to be taught and tutored um, from from – you know, both the emotional and the fundamental part of their game. And, you know, we got to develop these young players. It's an exciting time for us. It's a very, very exciting time for us because we do have some really young, talented players. Several of them broke into the major leagues this year, and we got to continue to develop. So, yeah, it is a very strong consideration for me. Yeah, but were you ever a part of the Diamondbacks, the fantasy camp with all the old guys that show up to play? No, I've seen it from afar. I, I it, come yeah. out and talk to the group every once in a while, but right. I've never seen those guys. I, I was kind of hoping that game 162, you were going to go with a roster of all of those guys. <laughs> so you won a game that many people, including me, wanted you to lose. So I'll just ask you, why? Right, why did I do it that way? Why, why, I, the one, you, guys, you guys were great at losing this year. You were as good as any team in baseball. Nobody was better at losing than you guys. And in the one game that you really needed to lose to lock up the number one overall pick in the draft, you freaking win. Why? <laughs> uh, we should have had Burns, Burns at first and Gambo at third. Is that yes, what you're telling me? sure. I, I, I would have went 0 for 4 yeah. with four strikeouts for you, no problem. I, I mean, it's just, I've seen your swings over in Gonzo's cage. You know, you might have done some damage. I will say this. Um, I don't want to be the worst at anything I ever do in my life. And I know we had a dugout full of players um, that felt the same way, a dugout full of coaches. We had our front office. I know we were all aligned. We don't, we don't want the first pick um, ever. That is never anything that we're, we're set out to doing. Um, and on top of that, you know, winning our 52nd game, we don't want to have this little this, this thing attached to us that, that we were the you know, tied for the worst record in franchise history. I think pride set in. We were down four to nothing, and the guys kicked it in, and they realized how important that game was. Tori Lavello, our guest here on the Burns and Cambo Show, ninety-eight seven FM, Arizona Sorry, Sports yeah, Station. Well, no, I'm just I'm I'm laughing because uh, Tori at the beginning of the interview said, "Yeah, I'd be happy to come on with you guys." Are you sure about that, Tori? <laughs> you, you sure you want to keep coming on with us? One hundred percent sure about that. that I'm always all in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, in terms of this roster, and, and you said it, Mike said it yesterday. Hey, look, we can't bury our heads in the sands and pretend like we we didn't win. You know, fifty-two games this season. It, it's is rebuild a word that you're willing to use when talking about the state of this organization right now? Is that where we are right now when it comes to the Diamondbacks? Oh man, that's a tricky word in our in our organization. Um, we feel like we're going to go out and you know give ourselves a chance to win a game every single night, and you know it might seem like a rebuild because we are in in, in this youth movement, but we have a ton of really good young talented players and some of which broke into the major leagues this year and had successful years. Paven Smith, Josh Rojas, um, Dalton Varsho. So we know that uh, those guys are going to take the next steps, the next necessary steps for next year. And then we have a, a lot of really good young, talented arms, a lot of really good, talented position players on their way. So it depends on how you want to look at it. I look at the, the Tampa Bay Rays as a – is a perfect model for us, you know, a payroll that's going to be fairly similar, young players that are filtering through the system, um, and they go out and give themselves a chance to win a baseball game every single night. And that's all I could ask for next year. So 
rebuild or not, you know, we have an expectation and a standard that we are going to set and we're going to live by. We want to be competitive every single night, and I think we will do that next year. Yeah, the Rays, it's amazing what they They draft and develop pitches as good as anyone in baseball. It really is amazing. I'll just go with the bullpen. I'm not expecting Cole Calhoun back or, or Tyler Clippard, so I think that those decisions will be made relatively soon. But let's just go with the bullpen. It's been a major sore thumb for this team. Now, Noe Ramirez, mm-hmm. he's under control. He was okay. Wendelkin was, was okay. Mantiply was fantastic. So you had a couple of guys that were okay. But I, I, I would imagine that for you, one of the biggest priorities has to be just putting together a bullpen that could get some outs. Yeah, it was it was rough sailing there for us in those in those first early months there. May and June, you know, the bullpen was still trying to find itself. We had some guys that just weren't executing at the high level that we had expected and that they had done in the past. And, you know, the front office didn't sit still. We started to pick up guys on waivers, and, and that landed us when Delkin and Poppin, and, uh, you know, it, it improved our bullpen. Um, I'm not a velo junkie. You know, look at look at Noe Ramirez. He sits between 89 and 91 miles an hour. And he's able to get outs and he's able to compete. Uh, I want guys that can place the ball where they want. I want guys that have velocity, and I want guys that are going to expect to go out there and get big outs at the most critical moments that are going to help us win baseball games. What I said to the group at the end of the season is, I don't. I like hard tryers, but I don't love hard tryers. Everybody that is in the major league has a baseline of trying hard. But trying hard the right way to go out and bury people, dominate, and get the job done, that's what I'm looking for. And that's what I want from our bullpen next year, and that's what I want from our entire team next year. Tori, enjoy your offseason. I hope we get to catch up with you at some point soon. But I I know we'll talk uh, next season one way or another. So thank you again for coming on every Tuesday, answering all of our questions, putting up with our nonsense. We always appreciate it. You know that. Likewise, you guys. And I'll talk to you anytime. You just let me know.